Welcome to Security with Spirits, an Oak Barrel Security Podcast. I'm Jason. This is Ben. Jonathan. And Tony. We'll tell you what to drink while we tell you why we drink. Hey everybody, tonight I am drinking a original Backpacker Moonshine, Apple Pie Moonshine from uh, from Sugarland Distilling, and it is absolutely delicious. Ben, what do you got in front of you? Trekking on to my third beverage with Talisker. I've got it on the ice, and it, it definitely takes a lot of the, the briny edge off and makes it a much smoother drink. If you have tried it before and, and looking for a way to mute it, this would be the way to go. Um, what are you drinking, Jonathan? Rock spiked sweet tea, two ounces <laughs> of Callahan's bourbon, and six ounces of iced tea and a handful of ice and uh, or sweet tea and just enjoying it that way. Tony, what do you got on for us tonight? Our signature cocktail for this episode is the Oak Barrel Green Team. After the AI-generated cocktail with absinthe last episode, I thought I'd go back and try a traditional Sazerac cocktail. But in the classic version, swish the absinthe in the glass and then discard it. We're drinking it. Come on, this is good liquor. <laughs> Beyond that, kept it pretty traditional right down to the Sazerac whiskey and the, I'm gonna butcher this name, Peychaud's bitters. Is it Pequot? Oh, that's so much better. Thank you. <laughs> you know, there's not a, a traditional absinthe mentioned in, in the recipes, but I went with Lucid because it's the first brand that was available in the United States when the ban on absinthe was lifted. And you can get the recipe, pictures, and even some cybersecurity stuff at barrelsecurity.com. And don't forget that you can now leave us voicemail at 234-201-0707. Give it a shot, and we'll give you a shout. All right, to, to kind of line into the uh, the drink for the night, the the green team, we're going on the uh, this episode's theme is cybersecurity is not a department; it is everybody's responsibility. So even though you are the accountant, HR rep, you know whatever you you still have that you still have to be vigilant you still have to watch out you still have to do your part to keep the organization and yourself secure so we're we're taking the term uh green team and that's going to be that's ours now so don't look on the internet it's totally ours we we came up with it that's ours <laughs> so let's talk about some of the ways that we can we can incorporate somebody who's new to cybersecurity or something like that, how to, how to bring him into the fold. I, I think one of the things that comes to mind is uh, security awareness. That's, that's something that we all kind of push out and we all, you know, everybody has their security awareness programs in place, no matter how crappy they are. So I know it's always a struggle because you get, you hate punishing people. I hate to say it with more training videos and stuff. Is there any way to make that more fun or interesting or, or anything like that. Uh, I know Tony, you had some some ideas on on making that uh, making that a little bit more appealing to the end user. Yeah, so even even the newer phishing tests, people are over it, right? They're used to it. They're ignoring the emails. They're laughing about it with their friends. So I, you've really you've got to get outside of your 
little bubble and you have to actually, I think, engage with people on a personal level and meet them where they are. If, if you're dealing with the accounting team, you got to speak their language. If you're dealing with upper management, you've got to use the terms and metrics that they deal with. What I'm, what I'm kind of curious about, though, starting off, you know, it can be hard even getting other IT teams on board with cybersecurity. So how do you even start there? Mm. Coworkers in your in the IT department are some of the hardest ones to adapt into a more cybersecurity focused approach to their work and their operations, as opposed to just doing whatever they can to get the, the ticket closed. Establishing good patterns and easy to follow procedures and easy to follow uh, standards. It's one way I would say, like if you, if you bring someone new in and they see that you're already using kind of a group membership based security or you're using privilege access accounts and things like that, getting them used to that and bringing them in and showing them this is how we do this because of this, this that can help them a learn new, better cybersecurity practices, as well as hopefully uh, make them think about that whenever they are working on other items like, oh yeah, I, sh- I should not u- abuse my privileged access account or I should use a service account for this or group memberships, things like that. And it's kind of key to get the whole IT department on board first, right? Because yeah. uh, the, the likelihood is teams outside of cybersecurity are interacting with the rest of the enterprise more often than we are. Right. And I I think a lot of people have the mentality of I'm going to, and I think maybe Ben, you mentioned earlier, I'm going to do my job. I don't care what it takes to get it done because I, you know, I have a lot of projects. I have a lot of tasks. I have a lot of tickets. I'm just going to shortcut it, do it the easy way, whatever. And off it goes. And if something happens, well, that's the cybersecurity team. They can deal with that. And I'm going to go home for the day. But I think maybe one of the things that, that I've seen be successful before is don't don't operate cybersecurity in a vacuum. So when you're doing your tabletop exercises or you're doing, you know, just just fun red team, blue team types thing, purple team, whatever, bring everybody in the IT department in. Like let them see, let them interact, let them, you know, bring ideas to the table. Like whenever you've got, you're going over like these breach scenarios and stuff and somebody, you know, shouts out install mech you know install etc etc or something like that and just don't laugh at them don't <laughs> just just roll with it and be like okay i think you mean like endpoint protection yeah yeah definitely so that's that's kind of my thing is is if you bring everybody in let them see the inner workings let them see what exactly goes on in cybersecurity because everybody everybody's curious about it everybody you know thanks to and we've talked talked about it before and all the other podcasts Everybody sees that in the movies and stuff that, oh, the, the cybersecurity people are cool. So let's use that to our advantage. Yeah, I love that idea of bringing them in to the like the fun stuff. I was thinking back on what Tony was talking about with how people are ignoring phishing emails as we try to bring about security awareness, that those little practice things. And it made me think, you remember the, the old posters? Uh, well... 
I don't know if any of us actually remember them, but we've probably seen them through school, like loose lips, sink ships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like we almost need new things like opened and clicked it, files encrypted. Just <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, I but, think you had that one in the can. Did you yeah. Did you just come up with that? That is really clever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just came up with that. So. That's impressive. <laughs> that's, but, that's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, what we need, not so much that it's inundating us, but people really need that idea. And, like, I love the idea of bringing in every level of IT into those those tabletops because then you get to hear what the cybersecurity team is thinking about when they go through these processes of, of how this happened. They start maybe looking at their own their own operations or even their own personal lives and think, oh, well, I don't do that, so I'm exposed to the same risk as that. And just elevating not only the IT departments, but just people in general, elevating their awareness of protecting their files and their privacy is a good way to improve not just people at their jobs and and things, but the society as a whole. I also like the idea of bringing in, you know, the whole IT department, because let's be real here. They know where all the skeletons are. They know all the bad practices that are in place. And if we can show them sort of the real world impact of those things, then maybe they'll start disclosing them and, and working to fix them. True. Uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, what you all are describing there is just creating that culture of security where it's, you know, it's well known that it's the shared responsibility of the whole that the organization, I mean, for the organization to be secure, that's what it's going to take. And I've learned that to get that trust and that buy-in requires relationship. And so, you know, you you can't bombard people with all the cool jargon, you know, buzzwords, but you build relationships by, you know, collaborating on projects, providing feedback if they've got questions, and just being very open and uh, open to communication with per- with people. I mean, that that's made a big difference because it's allowed people to feel like it's safe for them to me when they see something maybe hinky that's being deployed or maybe not the best process and you know so i think that goes a long way we're definitely the cool kids these days we're no longer the the internet police of before and and we're trying to get away from that you know be in the department where our, our first answer is no or denied that's that's not our thing and Maybe, you know, maybe share some tools with them, like give them, like show them uh, some of those websites out there to, to check and see if credentials have been compromised or give them like the, the password analyzer sites that, you know, kind of show you what uh, a strong uh, password or passphrase is, passphrase is, or open up the, you know, as long as you have it, have it set up decently, open them up to the uh, password management tool, like give them access to that. Don't give them access to your passwords, of course, but you know, people, uh, if, if you don't give them the tools, then people are going to start writing stuff down and it has a ton of passwords. So they could use that tool, share it. Yeah. Not being the department of no is a, is a great emphasis. We should be the department of solutions. 
mm-hmm. where we put in securely designed solutions to issues that come up. You always got to find that balance of usability and security. Man, it's a triangle. What's the other one? <laughs> Is it stability, usability, and security? Yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. A circle Now that's going to be stuck in my head, Ben. Yep. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ben and Elton John. <laughs> ben and John. <laughs> so kind of circling back to one of the things that, that was mentioned earlier about about the phishing emails and this kind of rolls into a little bit of patching so i'd like to do the 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 patching piece now where last episode i I kind of picked apart um ai and i was like nah it's you know it's just not it's not for me and i still i still haven't found a really good use for it in my day-to-day but i have i do have an example of somebody who who came to us and they said well you know we this is how we use it and he'd actually cultured a channel that would write his responses elegantly so he could put them in the tickets because maybe his grammar or english or whatever is not so great so he would throw it in there and he was like make this sound good and he would write what he wants to say, it would spit out something, copy and paste, there he goes. And now he looks really good in the tickets and it's it's absolutely amazing. But if he can do that, then, and we, we did talk about this in the last episode, then the, uh, the bad actors out there can do that as well. So we can no longer rely on, oh, this, this email has poor grammar, this is definitely a fish. That's a big side effect. Yeah. Everybody can now speak, you know, the king's English or whatever. <laughs> On the flip side of that, I have used AI to write like newsletter articles and things like that to build security culture and tailor it for uh, a non-technical audience or oh. you know a, a particular group of people. So I, I have found that useful. That's a good idea. It's like, ask the AI, I need you to write up a policy on password management in the form of a graphic novel. Go. (laughs) So I think uh, another thing that I've seen in the past that we we need to talk about, and this kind of lines up with the Department of No and kind of the, the Internet Police and everything before. If you have a wall of shame, you're doing your cybersecurity awareness wrong. I know it used to be like when it was fishing day, everybody'd be like, oh, who's clicking? Who's entering their credentials? Who's And yet there would be the big wall of shame and like see how big a fish we can get. And like, oh, the VP did this and all this, you know, this sea level did this. Oh my gosh. And that needs to go away. That's not, that's not what that's there for. That's not what it's meant for. If you, if you tie shame and embarrassment to these practices what you end up with is people who maybe they do click something accidentally but they immediately close and go home they don't yep. they don't talk to anybody and you end up getting called in the middle of the night with a, 
a batch of ransomware on your file server or something like that. People that, that if you're sending out these exercises, you need to take them seriously as a outreach to your business, your organization, that you are trying to help them. You know, I, I didn't have a dog until later in life. And uh, one of the things I've learned from having a dog is that if he does something wrong, it's probably because of something I did. If he, if he poops on the floor, I didn't let him out. You know, that's my fault. Yeah. By the, by, <laughs> stick with me here. By the same token, if our users do something wrong, like clicking on a phishing email, it's, it's, we have failed them somehow. We, we didn't give them the right tools or the right training. Uh, we haven't fostered that culture. It, it's their failures are our failures. Right. It can't be something like, like we didn't put padding around every corner so that when <laughs> the child comes running in and bumps their head, that kind of thing, they don't hurt themselves. It, it, we need to, it needs to be a learning experience. <laughs> We're not, we can't, we can't protect them from a hundred percent of threats. It's because it only takes one, one successful thing to take the whole thing down. So we, we have to engage them that yes, it's possible you will fail, but this is how we keep for that from happening. This is some practices you can do to get better. Yeah. That the old cybersecurity metric, I guess, statistic or whatever that you use. It's like this, this is how many people clicked and this is how many people entered their credentials. That's not really useful anymore. You need to see this is how many people clicked and then they called the service center, the help desk, and they, they reported it and they're like, something's up. That is the useful metric. Like the people who actually followed protocol because a real fish that's out there in the open, whenever you click on report fish, it's not going to say, good job, employee, you reported a fish. You need to have that feedback of like train them that they need to take action. They need to not just ignore it and go on with life. And also, Bob in accounting pooped in the corner. Bob! <laughs> but the, yeah, it goes back to what Ben was saying. Like, you have to instill the, the, the old school mentality. If you see something, say something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the, the concept of like the cybersecurity world is, is it's always under attack. Your personal data is always under attack. But going back to what Tony said about having a, a dog or a pet or whatever, or when you are trying to train that pet, they've it's proven that it's much more effective to use positive reinforcement, things like treats and affection and things like that to get good behavior. Um, was it more flies with honey or something like that? Isn't that the yeah. expression? Yep. And have, have like, whenever they call in and they're reporting something, they're scared, they're nervous. Keep that, have that curiosity and, and you know, oh my gosh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. What's, you know, what did you do? What did you, what do you think that, like, you clicked or where do you think you entered? Or, I just need to figure all this out and reassure them that everybody can fall for a phishing attack. Everybody, yes. everybody can be fooled. They're, they're not you know they're not less intelligent because they clicked on it everybody could could have clicked on a a well-crafted phishing attempt so so yeah yeah go with that and then praise them absolutely let them know that 
you know, thank you. We, we did the right thing. You, you reported it. We changed your password. We scanned your PC. You know, we did all the, the procedures or playbooks. We ran all the playbooks through and, and you like, you did the right thing. You saved your, your, uh, your data and the organization's data and, and, you know, shout it from the rooftops, like make sure it's, it's well known. I was going to say, it'd be interesting if you could have the minute calculations of like potential loss and like they're like you know this person the actions you did saved us this much money <laughs> yeah hmm. yeah but also you know going back to getting away from no like i know for my part if i'm told no and it's just because i said so well then screw you i'm gonna do it anyways if i'm told <laughs> no and it's explained to me why and you know what we can do instead of far more receptive yeah you always have to have that open mind and that creative creative thought process and that's uh, that that does go back to another episode that we had that you need to be well-rounded you can't just be a very very cyber security minded individual you have to have a pretty good knowledge working knowledge of of all of it to be able to come up with these creative solutions that you know a user may come up and say i need this and a cybersecurity person would look at it and they'll say, absolutely not. That is, you know, we're not going to do that. But if you're well-rounded enough, you're like, well, we can't exactly do this, but I think we can accomplish it by doing this, this, or this. Or what exactly are you trying to accomplish and what are your expectations and how can we get there? I think that's a far better answer than just being like, nope, and going on with your day. Although that, that does make your day go by pretty quickly and probably your career <laughs> but uh you know <laughs> i think uh, this might lead into a future topic that we talk uh, but understand that uh, also help people understand that cybersecurity is not all technical solutions there are paper or policy procedure solutions to some issues true All right, everybody. Well, I'm I am looking at my adult sand timer, which is basically the amount of uh, booze I have left in the jar, and it's almost out. So I think that's time to wrap it up. Thanks for for sticking with us. I hope you join us for our next episode. And until then, this is definitely not Ben, but this is Jason. This is not Jason. This is Ben. Jonathan. I think I'm Tony. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're all thoroughly confused, so uh, hopefully we'll figure it out, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Cue Twilight Zone. This is Jason. This is Jason. I'm Spartacus. We're <laughs> all Ben tonight. I was going to say this has been fun, but then it came out as this has been Jason. Yeah. <laughs> uh.